Mosaic family. How y'all been? How y'all been? It's your boys, Rufitsum. Welcome to the Mosaic Midweek Podcast. In this midweek series, we're going to be chopping it up a little bit about the Bible and the relationship Mosaic members have had to it historically and where they're at with it now. Now, it's no mystery that at a certain point, many of us have had questions about this sacred book and what meaning it has for our lives today. So in this venue, we're going to explore exactly how that meaning has made its way into the lives of the people we love here at Mosaic Knoxville, all right? Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, here we are with our midweek Mosaic podcast. It's good to be back with y'all. We don't got Wes on the pod today, but we got somebody else who y'all know very well. It's the former Fulton baseball coach, Clayton adjacent worker. <laughs> adjacent. I wish I was adjacent. Uh, I still Paul Gasol that. fan. Who uh, isn't? <laughs> if you're not, then you're not a Kobe fan. That's how I see it. Christian of the century. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got Ben Walls in the building. What's up, bro? What's up, man? It's good to be here. It's good to be here with you, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since what? Musty church. <laughs> <laughs> Down here in the basement. First of all, I just want to say one thing. That's crazy. <laughs> Second of all, Joel Thomas, if you listen into this, you trash. At everything. At everything. <laughs> Except for love. He's really good at love, but 2K, basketball. <laughs> uh, what else? What else have I beat him at? He's good at Catan. That's true. The, when, it, when it comes to the mental, uh, Joel, Joel. He's smarter than me. Yeah, Joel takes the cake on most of us. How do you get smarter? I, I think it's genetic, bro. <laughs> I think for those of us, those people like you and me... <laughs> <laughs> we were just born and our trajectory was just pointless. Like, I'm not. There, try that. Yeah. That's better. All right, bet. Like, I'm not. I don't feel smarter. <laughs> like, I'd be reading, bro. <laughs> like, I don't feel. Like, when I talk to Joel, I'm like, I don't even know what he knows. <laughs> I don't even know what all he knows. And I feel like Joel's like, yeah, you know, like he can point me and be like, you know this much. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, you'll just say one word like unleashed, and he'll be like, the etymology of the word unleashed is actually in 1943. Lyndon B. Johnson was incubating in his mother's womb, getting ready to start his presidency yeah, 20 he'd, years later. Yeah, he'd be, he'd, he's a history book. Yeah. And a science book, yeah, finance book. He's like a whole college. Yeah, bro. He is college. <laughs> Shout out to our guy Joel, man. Love you, Joel. <laughs> All right, what we got going today? We finna talk about the Bible. Mm. We're in a Bible series at Mosaic this mm. semester called "It Is Written," and Pastor West talked about the prologue. He kind of gave an introductory. Uh, glance into what we'll be doing the rest of these weeks, specifically sharing with us what Jesus thinks about the Bible. And even when things that we believe might be unpopular, when our answers are unpopular and when our questions go unanswered, we're still called to the verb following. What was growing up with scripture like for you? Yes, yeah, so I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. 
Um, and really, like a couple words that I think of, like a Sunday morning, or just when I think of the history of kind of when I was a, a young kid, mm-hmm. some words I remember being tossed around all the time were like inerrant, mm-hmm. um, uh, infallible, those types of words. Just and kind of, I guess what that really means is like it's un, it's unquestionable. Yeah, you don't have any, you don't have any room to question this. Why would you question this? Um, it's it, it says what it says. It means what it means. And so, and that was like, I guess that was kind of easy as a kid for me to accept. Right. To me, that was kind of easy. Okay, it says, it says this, do this, it says that, do that. Um, so I, I grew up pretty much in that, in that, you know, um, that pen of, of thinking. Mm-hmm. It was unquestionable. Right, right. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, Wes was talking about the God said it. And I believe it. And mm-hmm. shout out to Wes, man. He out here including more jokes in his service. <laughs> he said, and we forget the I interpret it yeah. aspect. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's not technically a joke, but there there is a lot to that that we have forgotten. Even for me, I would grow up hearing uh, verses, Psalms, uh, where it says, the sum of thy word is truth, O God. And I remember being like, first of all, why is David talking like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, and then I realized, wait, this is English, not the Hebrew. Yeah. And so, no, I, I resonate with that. Growing up in an Ethiopian Pentecostal church, we didn't really have terms like inerrant or infallible to guide those principles of the Bible being unquestionable for us. But it was like, if the Bible says it, <laughs> if it says it and you don't listen, then you are going to go. This, this, yeah. is, this is something my dad would say all the time when we were growing up. <laughs> Do you want to go to the hell? Not hell, <laughs> the hell. The hell. Uh, and so, um, yeah, the, yeah, our relationship to the Bible was instrumental to the way we saw God. And yeah, like and I think the two, like the way that you live. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, it's viewed as a rule book. And I guess that's how you teach kids. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, seeing it as an unquestionable rule book or seeing it as, like, kind of the just very binary. Yeah, yeah. Like, do this or right. go here. Right. Like, those types of things. I To me, was it easy for you to accept that? Like, that was easy. Yeah, bro. I was like, okay, it makes sense. I follow this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it it very much was taught as this scheme where even though they were saying it doesn't exactly work like if you do this, then you'll get that. Right. That's what kind of was being invested into us. Yeah, kind of like a smack your hand right. type. Like these are really, really, really heavy suggestions. Right. <laughs> and it's like, so it's a rule. And so, well, it's not a rule. God, it's not a rule. Your heart will be transformed yeah. to where it's not a rule. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a life. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like so it's a so it's a rule. <laughs> Did you have uh basic instructions before leaving Earth as the acronym for you growing up? Is that what they would call the Bible? The Bible is B basic I instructions B before L leaving. Oh my gosh, e, no Earth. Yeah. I've but, never heard that. Yeah, so that wasn't what we were taught in the Ethiopian church, but at the private Christian school I went to, it's like, yeah, this is this is what the Bible is like. It's this rule book <sighs> and guideline for how you can procure uh, God's salvation 
and live a moral, beautiful, unquestionable life. That is, I've never thought, I, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So how, how did that make you feel like just growing up with that type of instruction about the Bible? Did it, like you said, it was easy for you to accept mm -hmm. it. So what did that turn you into as a person? Very right or wrong. Mm. And I still think that I have some of those like scales on me. Mm -hmm. Not in a bad way, right? Like, I mean, I think that, I think my personality type has definitely been changed, was impacted by that. But I just grew up middle school and like part of high school. Right. <laughs> like you're either right or you're wrong. Yeah. And like also while trying to do whatever I wanted to do. Right. So most of the time it was wrong, but I felt like I knew enough to say the right things mm -hmm. or I could very quickly justify this thing um based on the rules or based on the bible um and so it was definitely more black and white and i guess for i guess my personality type i just i didn't have that big of an issue as a kid with that mm -hmm. even though i wasn't necessarily living black or white right um i was like yeah that makes sense yeah. i can see how i can see how that means that the rules would kind of um I guess, dwindle down to right and wrong. Right. Makes sense. And when, when did that change for you, man? Like, I, it sounds like you said you still have some of that, yeah. but as you've been shaped over time and since you're not the same person you were before. Praise God. <laughs> come on, somebody. <laughs> My God makes a way out of what? Let's see if you notice in your church traditions. Bro, I grew up white. <laughs> He I grew up Southern Baptist out of white. No way. Come Amen. on, somebody. <laughs> out of no way. Is that a gospel song? That's no. Well, that is in the songs, but it's okay. for sure a black church. Like, he makes a way out of no way. That's what God does. So, yeah, mm. man. So, what does that transition look like for you? Yeah. Um, I was kind of thinking about it in three different stages. Mm -hmm. And, like, really, I don't remember anything before I was 10. I just, I mean, I can probably make up some stuff from pictures, <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't, I, I really do remember middle school and then kind of high school and college and now. So in three different parts, right, like 10 to 20, my age, I feel like I thought of the Bible the same way. Mm -hmm. Even though I was like, for sure, growing up, um, lifestyle probably changed a lot just in from middle school to college. A lot of things change, but I feel like my Bible or my, my view of the Bible didn't. Mm. Uh, it just kind of, I guess, grew. Like right. it was like more struggles, more sin, more people, more passion. Mm -hmm. But that still fit into the box of black and white, right or wrong, rule book right. type of um, pill to swallow with the Bible. Um, and so I, I guess kind of looking at that, it was a rule book in, in short. Yeah. Um, and then I think it really started to change when I was, uh, when I, when I turned, t when I was in my 20 year, 20th year of life, mm -hmm. Come on, somebody. <laughs> um, and it, and it, uh, it turned from a rule book into like a fishbowl. Okay. What kind of sort of where I was, um, like there was more room to explore. Mm. There was more room to question. Right. Um, but I wasn't confident in that. And I was still pretty like pretty much confined to 
right and wrong, and heaven and hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though I could question, even though I could move, swim around, um, it was still really tight, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, like, honestly, the past two years have, so when I graduated college and started working in church, and then I worked, I work a regular job. I feel like it's transitioned to a mountain range. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like my view has been like, I've kind of been scared. Right. And not scared like I don't know what to do, but the vastness and the complexity and the depth and the personalness and the historical and all of those things for me, like when you look at a mountain range, and you see, you know, the Smokies or something like that. And you can see all the treetops. Yeah. Like, if you've ever been to Leconte and you hike that crazy hike mm-hmm. on the side of a mountain, and you finally get to the top after, like, three hours of hiking, and you pop down to where you can look. I don't even know what that part is called, but it's, like, the edge, mm-hmm. and you can, like, look over I guess it's called look like a outlook. Oh, look, I don't know what it's called. Look out, look out, something like that. I don't hike. <laughs> Shout out to the hikers. <laughs> yeah, keep going though. But when you when you can see from the top of a mountain, mm-hmm. and you can feel the wind rushing against your neck, and you're hot and you're sweaty, your legs are tired. You're hungry, your water bottle's halfway empty, but you can see the treetops, you can see the sky, you can see clouds, some birds are flying down below. There's not really a word Mm -hmm. to describe how big what you see is, Mm. or like an ocean. There's not really a word for that. And, like, we know how much life happens inside of the mountains, inside of the ocean, Mm -hmm. right? Something along where you can see the top, but you can't really see, like, the things crawling or the things flying or running or whatever. I feel like the view, my view of the Bible, now I'm, like, intimidated by how little I know. Mm. In a humbling way. Yeah, yeah. Not in a shameful way or like a, this is too big. I'm not even going to try. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a journey type way. Yeah. Like I'm realizing I just went on this like 10-year hike, right? And now I'm here and I'm looking over and I'm tired and I'm sweaty and I'm worn out. And I'm saying like, well, why don't I still get it? How do I still not get it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I look over and I'm like, oh, because there's, there's a thousand miles in front of me. Yeah. And like God is inviting me into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Mm. From fishbowl to mountain range. Huge. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge difference, right? No, that's but huge. It's supposed to take your breath back, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it's supposed to like the seriousness of the story that we play into the Bible that is already happening. <laughs> yeah. If you can like 
just accept that and like like not not really think about it anymore please tell me what to read and where to go and who to talk to because like that's like i mean that is very it's very it's a very big deal yeah it's a very big deal yeah man 100 percent is i um i resonate with that journey being like a scary one mm-hmm. because once you admit the bible isn't as controllable as we want mm-hmm. it to be mm-hmm. you have to leave yourself open to a lot of possibilities and that's scary because it takes away from these ideas that we had that things that we could call pet ideologies mm-hmm. i don't know where i heard that term from but shout out to the person who gave me language for that mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, these pet ideologies we have kind of like you said everything is heaven or hell everything is right or wrong when sometimes things are not just gray the the complication the complexities that exist in between those two spaces even if we weren't technically wrong about something they're just not manageable by our rhetoric or yeah just just our our behavior and I think once we submit to the grandeur of the Bible and the horrors of the Bible mm-hmm. and the beauties of the Bible, it can lead us to a place where we're truly, truly being introduced to how big God is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what it's supposed to lead us to in the first place, right? There, in Southern Baptist circles, there's the joke where the Southern Baptist Trinity is Father, Son, and the Holy Bible. And we've totally uh, estranged the Holy Spirit from our language because we find so much comfort in biblical propositions rather than the storyline of the Bible and what God is inviting us into. And, yeah, I'm just not convinced God is wanting us to proof text everything about our lives Mm. to associate every circumstance with a verse that might match with it. Now, I'm not saying there's not a time for that. Like if you experience the peace of God that trespasses all understanding, I want you to speak on it. (laughs) I want you to declare the riches of our mighty, merciful, and matchless, benevolent God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And no, that just made me think of something too. I, I thought about this a couple years ago in a kind of a passing thought. But like, I I guess I am just now realizing like people followed God before the Bible. Come on. You know what I mean? Yes. And if I, if Ben cannot follow God or follow Jesus or be able to call upon him, be able to articulate my feelings and struggles and joys to him Mm -hmm. without the Bible, then I might not be following God. Yo, you about to get us in trouble. Talk on it. Talk on it. I might be following my interpretation of the Bible. Yeah, man. And that is like an incredibly scary thought. Yeah, bro. To like realize that how, how close I am to the Bible, but how far away my back is to, to God. Oof. Gosh. Yeah, man. Um, So then, in light of that journey, do you think there's anything right now 
whether it's through the Bible and the means God has, the grace God has given us by it to communicate mm-hmm. to us, yes, truth, but also his heart for us. Yep. Now that you see the Bible as that story you're being invited into, that mountainous range that is, yeah, you, you can't quantify it. What do you feel like God is speaking to you right now, today, at this moment in your life? Not a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like earlier last month, I was getting ready to. I was like, it was doing the morning, you know, morning routine, whatever, and it felt that I felt the Father say inside of my heart, I'm not like your earthly dad. Mm-hmm. I think I told you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I haven't heard anything since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't remember the time that I heard anything before that. Yeah. But I felt like I was at the dead end in my head mm-hmm. of like, all right, Lord, like I'm going to just wait on you. Because mm-hmm. I've been reading, I've been praying, I've been going, I've been, you know, talking, I've been doing all the things I know to do, but I'm kind of still waiting on your presence. So balls in your court kind of sort of. Yeah. And randomly didn't even know that that was like a question in my heart or a thought in my heart or whatever hit for him to say that to me. It literally caught me off guard. So I like run and tell Tori. I like tell everybody that I see that day. I'm like, this is a big deal for me. And so I feel like what God is trying to tell me with my relationship with the Bible is that like you have me down to a thousand pages mm-hmm. and I am I am bigger than you think I am I am smarter than you think I am I am more forgiving than you think I am nice. um, but you think you have me down to the OT and the NT mm-hmm. that's that's where I live for you and I think he's just trying to bring me into this like you know inviting me into this mountain range kind of sort of of like there's so much more that i want you to see that i that i want to be with you and it's not this tiny morning routine it's not this psalm it's not this prayer it can be those things that lead me closer to him but it's the vastness of who he is that welcomes me more if that makes sense and so i just think he's like you do know I'm not like who you think I am. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, of course I know that. It's like, but I kind of do, you know, like I kind of think that he is. And I just feel like his steady, his reminder in that moment to me last month. And then what he, what the spirit has led me through personally, like within that question has like, I've kind of come to like this like bare spot oasis Mm -hmm. in the forest of like, you do know, I'm not who you think I am, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, uh, I think so. Yeah. And he's like, great, now come. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. now you're ready to, or not that you're ready or not ready, but like that, that place was important for me to get to is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, man, I love that. Thank you for sharing 
Yeah, just the vulnerability of what relationship with God looks like. And that could be on account of several things, but sometimes it comes on account of our struggle uh, to try to control our lives through the vehicle of the Bible. Mm. And when we kind of flip that on its head and realize the God of the Bible is reaching out to us to lovingly shatter our misconceptions of Mm. him and totally transform how we relate to him from there and to reveal his heart to us in silence and in brokenness and grief and heartache, like our, our, our church fam right now is going through it. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and we, in many ways, we do need the Bible, but we need the Bible only in as much as we need and know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like Pastor West was quoting Andrew Wilson. We don't follow Jesus because <laughs> we believe the Bible is true. We believe the mm-hmm. Bible is true because we love Jesus. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I Amen. butchered that quote. But like Jesus is the center of the story. Like... And so thank you for sharing with us how your story is intertwined with God's heart for you and us as his people. Mm. And pray that the Bible that is a mountain range will encourage people to embrace the difficulties that comes with relinquishing the control over the Bible we once thought we had. And to fall in love with the God who says, I'm not who you thought I was, but I'm willing to show you who I is. Mm, That is. That's it, bro. Thank you, Mosaic. We love y'all. Shout out, Mosaic. Also, Joel, you still trash. (laughs) Man, oh man, oh man. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation today. Pray that it was a blessing to your souls and a challenge to your minds. And I hope these conversations inspire y'all to keep on asking questions. Don't be ashamed of the doubts that come inside your heart. God can handle them. See y'all next time.